All right, greetings and welcome back everyone to the Matrix Unveiled School of Mysticism. My name is Thanuj and welcome back here today in February's live lecture inside of the School of Mysticism. We're going to be talking today about something very incredible and important, which is magical sovereignty, the ethereal emerald crown chakra for reality creation. So welcome back once again. Thank you guys for being here. Those of you that are live here with us today, we very much appreciate you. So let's get right into the main conversation for today as we have some of our members joining us and, you know, as the class fills in. And the crown chakra is so important because this is the source of your power of your divine connection. So this is the very most fundamental energy center within your being, within your physical being that needs to be unlocked and accessed and fully streaming in order to have this multi-dimensional experience of true sovereignty, of true reality creation, and of true gnosis. Okay, so when we're talking about gnosis and really knowing our place in this multiverse, we are talking about the crown chakra, which is that pineal gland in our physical space. The pineal gland is the signal transmitter of your energy field. And when we have this online, we're able to communicate with the celestial and divine realms or the magical realms, the realms of ether and aether without being, without being uh, basically limited by physical reality, by the reality that is the Maya, this illusion that we are finding us, ourselves in. So the crown chakra is the pinnacle of your vision, of your spiritual vision and your ethereal vision. It is this eye that sits at the top of your, your being, okay? And this is an, an example of the crown chakra and we're going to explain what the emerald and what the ethereal energy represents. The emerald and the ethereal are the connection of the crown to the sophionic. So we're talking about sophionic like earth, the earth mother and the terra and this terrain and this entire sentient biosphere so when the when the um the field is open and able to receive current it's flowing back and forth from the heavens and the physical planes and so this is what it would look like on the physical plane on the physical level it is this example of this ethereal current which is emerald in nature which is this ethereal green okay this is like sacred energy that sacred celestial energy that is able to be perceived and interacted with. And, and really, we can start to utilize this crown chakra, which is an energy center, okay? So this energy center is at the very top of your being. This is the halo that the enlightened beings would be perceived as having. So that, that crown of radiance, this is what gives them the ability to be divine beings incarnate. 
today in this lesson, we are going to talk to you about the functions and the purpose of the crown chakra, how the crown generates reality and dream existence, how to access, stabilize, and increase the energetic current of your crown, and then removing the blockages, limitations, and etheric distortions and holes that are within this crown chakra energy field. So we're going to perceive, we're going to start to perceive reality from this apex point of creation. And this is what the crown chakra means. You are looking down on this matrix. You are looking down on this reality, on this chessboard of existence. Now, going back to this image here, we're talking about the crown. And this would be the fractality of nature. This would be the geometries and the intricate energy systems that exist within this crown chakra. So this is a multifaceted complex pattern that exists within this matrix, within this crown chakra. And these are the celestial patterns, the ratios, the phi, the pi, the golden ratio, all these different types of mathematical formulas that are perfect geometrical sequences that are illustrating what the divine energies are manifesting. So that's how we have like this code in this reality. There's a code to things. There's a code to the way energies flow and the way the matrix has been designed. But specifically when we're talking about the crown chakra, exactly, he Asia said kind of reminds me of the, uh, of a compass, exactly what it is. It is a celestial compass. It is a compass of the highest order of magnitude, and it is guiding you alongside your heart and your Taurus to your, your ideal outcome. So if we were to see what the crown chakra would look, uh, would look like in this reality, in the astral and subtle plane, we would see something like this. And also welcome to Alejandro. Thank you for being here. I'm just going to go ahead and mute you uh, just because we're doing a lecture and we will, uh, you know, definitely get your input in the, you know, as, a, as we're going on. So, yeah. So this, this compass is really showing us our life's trajectory, our direction in our manifestation and how we live. And this is why we must be in tune with the crown chakra, because if we're not able to stay in harmony with this highest center, we easily fall victim to the distractions and the deceptions and the uh, idiosyncrasies of the matrix, which are all of these confusing tunnels of reality. So the crown chakra operates as this guiding light. And when we are able to access it through meditation, through vision, through creative uh, projection of our energy through the flow state is what it's called. So if you look up, you know, what the Zen Buddhists study, they study a lot of flow state type of meditations, which is designed to get you in this state of flow, which is actually the very harmonics of this crown chakra. So it's the 369 pattern. It's the Taurus. It's the 3.1415926, the pi ratio, right? And then the five, 1.618. So these sacred geometries are what is creating this pattern. And when we're able to see that this code is actually not accidental, it's actually happening in a very synchronistic manner. 
So when people ask, what are synchronicities? Well, synchronicities are literally the alignment of timelines and of realities and reality folds and trajectories, which are being manifested by what you would call your higher self or your, your Atman or your true self, the infinite self, the divine spark, which would be parts of your consciousness, which are not only deep within you, but also existing beyond this simulatrix, beyond this Maya, beyond this game that we're playing. So it's, it's kind of like a paradox where it's like, well, where is the real version of you? Is it somewhere out there? No, it's actually so deep inside of you that it's layers and layers and layers and layers underneath. And this is the re um, respondence of your energy signature being manifested here. But then you can actually break through this veil and go somewhere else. So there's much more to the aether or the ether than we can perceive with our physical senses. And that's why we have to start to utilize our crown to break free from this Maya. And so when we can start to recognize the patterns and the celestial manifestations, we know that we're actually communicating with the higher divine intelligence. And so ethereal magic does look different to everyone in its different forms. But one of the most common forms that I've found when it's truly illuminated in the temple or in the mystical altar is it acts as this beacon, which is a beacon of light and power and truth and harmony and radiance and celestial energy. And this is an uplifting force. So just like we have negative forces in this reality, which seek to control you and keep you limited, there's actually forces on the other side of the pendulum that are seeking to raise you up and move you beyond what we are here now and today so we can reach a higher level and that would be really what evolution is and really what evolving out of the simulated reality or the simulated matrix would be so raising our kundalini force raising our spiritual force into a higher dimension into a higher level of consciousness we also begin to see and perceive more frequencies more energies such as these Frequencies of light or magic, as you would call it, which can emanate. And so once you have your temple really illuminated, the light is apparent. It's apparent because it's being reverberated all throughout nature and throughout yourself and, you know, anyone that's around you. And this is really the key here is to keep connection with that energy field. And that's that field of infinite possibility and magnificence. So when we're talking about the Anunnaki and the divine ones or the gods, or the shining ones, you know, this is what they were connected to. This is what they had access to, which is why people saw them as gods or goddesses. But really this divine knowledge belongs to all of humanity that embraces it. All of those that contain the true spark of the creation or of the creative force. So how do you get to this level, you may say? Well, it's going to be requiring continuous study and training, continuous dedication to the mystical realms, and constantly raising that spiritual life force to a higher level, and then really accessing that pineal gland. So one of the, the key ways that I like to increase my vision is through sun gazing. 
and through actually doing techniques, which I call just simply absorbing light into my being. So imagine you see this light around you, this field of vibrant energy. It could be sunlight. It can be uh, any weather, any reflective light that's coming in the atmosphere. This is the ethereal light. Sense the ethereal light for a minute here. Start to sense and feel it. You may know what it is. You may have felt it intuitively. It is that subtle force between your hands. It's that subtle aura. But this can get stronger and stronger and stronger as we learn to cultivate magic. So this subtle force, you can imagine bringing this force towards you and bringing the energy in and focusing that energy and basically filling your being up. Just like you would fill up a glass of water you know, pouring in the, the water into the glass. Well, you can do the same thing on the astral and subtle plane. You can pull the energy towards you and then you can release the energy out. And just practice doing this with your environment back and forth as you start to feel a subtle amount of life force and light energy move back and forth you and your space. And so you will know you have done this correctly when you're starting to feel subtle changes within your body, maybe an increased sense of alertness or aliveness or just sharpness. You could feel um, electricity kind of like tingles. You could feel very energetic all of a sudden or just very alert. And then also one of the key signs is that you get a lot uh, influx of information. So like thought forms or like a lot of information that you might not have been thinking about before. So revelations about your life or people in your life or situations or ideas for new ventures or new things that you're working on, like these kinds of things, or even, even things on your shadow. This is how you know that you're connecting in with a, a field of energy because it's actually streaming something. So we're so used to streaming on our cell phones and our computers. We forget when there's something streaming in our consciousness or when we're streaming within our own energy field. But actually, when you get to a high enough vibration, you do see things as streaming codes, streaming energies. And that is when the wisps of magic are revealed. And this is what they call the quantum. Or the quanta, or the, the subtle, or, you know, there's so many different words for it. But it is basically this, this aether or this ether, which is that infinite field of energy and potential. So this is what we as magis and mystical initiates really study and harness. And as an infinite spiritual being, if you can learn to master the aether and the quantum, you're already so much more advanced than 99.999% of humanity. Most of humanity is living in the dark ages because they have fear and control programming around their consciousness, which does not allow them to access the greater bandwidth of knowledge and wisdom that exists. However, when we break out of that limited spectrum, which you could call hell, this would literally be hell. If there was hell, that would be it. That limited spectrum of, of reality where you're not connected to anything divine, where, you're, where you do not have connection to anything other than the physical material. This would be hell. But you can go to heaven when you actually feel divine energies around you. So heaven is not a place. It is a state of consciousness. Because think about it. If you're just stuck in that state of consciousness, 3D consciousness, 
you are going to reincarnate and reincarnate and reincarnate and reincarnate and reincarnate forever until you recognize that you're something more than the physical flesh. And only when you recognize that and start to dedicate your life towards understanding that level of your being will you break out of the Maya. So when you've really started to break out of the Maya, the crown chakra is now the key. It's now the leading power. And it turns off, or it actually it doesn't turn off, but it it's like it's like you had a power. Let's say you had a battery, okay? And your solar plexus maybe was taking the most of the power. So for most people, they have their root chakra, they have their sacral chakra, and they have their, their solar plexus. And the solar plexus is like their ego, basically. So it's like their desire because it's in the gut, right? Solar plexus is in the gut. So it's like all about who you are as an animal. So it's like food, sex, because that's sacral, uh, survival, that's root. These three energy centers are so ingrained in health or in physical reality that the energy is only coming from the lowest space. So you're not able to think of anything higher. So it's always, it's always about food, sex, survival, uh, maybe like, and fighting. There's no creative center. There's no generation. There's no evolution. There's no self reflection. But when we come up to the crown and we come up to the third eye, we start to get mystical insight, divine revelation, pranoia, as the Gnostics call it. This is beyond everything that we have in the physical realm. So this is why when you talk to certain scientists, right? Scientists hit a barrier in their, their world. They're not able to go into uh, what is the subtle or the Akashic. They can only talk about the brain and, um, you know, the body and the, the brain and the body. And they think that the brain and the body are somehow creating consciousness, which is an utter error. It's a foolish error. We understand consciousness creates everything and you're dreaming your brain. Your brain is not even real. It's in the dream, <laughs> right? Everything is inside of a dream. So this is a dream. We're inside of fields and fields of dream realities. So there's no brains. That's just, uh, that's what we see inside of the dream. But if you dissect the dream, does that really tell you what the dream is made out of or what the dream actually is? No. Just like if you're in a dream in your sleep, and you're, you're literally dissecting something. You're dissecting a brain, right? How would that give you any information about what the dream is about? It doesn't, it doesn't help you at all. It doesn't give you any sort of revelation of the actual true nature of the dream. So when we are like materialists and we think we can cut open the human body or dissect that and then try to reverse engineer it, this is like a surface level of understanding. There's no understanding of the causal. And the causal has to be experienced. The causal cannot be really explained in the same way that the other forms can be. The causal has to be the sense of I amness. So I amness meaning that when I go to sleep and I disappear, the physical matrix is gone too.